for for joining me today. The topic that I wanted to discuss with you uh, is something that I'm personally very, very interested in, and that's looking at dating relationships and even love in uh, China specifically. And maybe before we jump into the topic, it would be nice to to get a small introduction to who you are, how old are you, where are you from? Sure. Um, I am 28 this year and I am turning 29 very, very soon. Uh, I was born in Beijing in 1992 and uh, I moved to Singapore for study uh, when I was 14. And uh, I, I stayed in Singapore for my uh, higher education and then started working for a few years um, and then moved to Hong Kong uh, in 2019. Um, yeah, so that's basically about me. I work for financial industry and uh, up to today, still single, be in quite a few relationships, but yeah, ended epically all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, here we are, <laughs> single and turning 29. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks so much. So basically, you've seen quite a bit of the world, you know, you've had exposure to the Chinese culture, but it's been a while since you've been uh, living and probably dating in China. Yes, precisely. And just as a disclaimer, um, whatever I say in the following recordings will only be representing my own opinion. I can't speak on behalf of 690 million of Chinese girls, mm -hmm. of course, it's just really my personal experience, my personal perspective, and uh, what I chit chat with my friends and also their opinion. Okay, super. And thanks so much for, for also doing a little bit of homework before uh, talking to your friends. My friend. pleasure. <laughs> no, I know. It's a, it's a huge country, so I don't think we can cover... Um, even the tip of the iceberg here but i i think that the thing that a lot of us westerners you know are are quite intrigued about china and the way things work over there because you know you're you're not exactly the most open country um so so we're very curious about you know the whole dating and and love scene and uh, maybe it's also because something that that i've picked up on that almost all the studies on the topic are mm conducted by Westerners on Westerners. So we don't even mm -hmm. have that much scientific research to look at. Uh, only like, I think the last one I, I saw online was from 2019. Uh, so mm -hmm. really recently have we started getting insights. So you're, you're kind of here to give us information from your bubble before we have that scientific know-how. Sure. Um... Okay, um, I, I actually, I do think there are quite a lot of studies have been done uh, in mainland as well. Um, it's just maybe those studies are published in Chinese as well. So it's mm -hmm. not, you know, it's just, there's no translation. That's why all those data is not available to Western countries, but there is some uh, increasing awareness in the mainland as well. Uh, in general, like dating, marriage, and yeah, I guess you brought up a good point. I guess all this kind of publication should, should be translated for, you know, the Western study purpose too. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can all learn from it, right? It's, uh, it's, it's one of the biggest flaws, I think, in psychology is that it's always assuming that everyone's a white male. You know? yeah. <laughs> 
ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well done for dissing my own uh, career here. Uh, <laughs> okay, so so yeah, why don't you just uh, start off with a very generic overview of what you think uh, dating uh, looks like in China these days. And maybe we can focus on the urban uh, parts of China, mm-hmm. because I, I do understand that the, the cities and the rural areas can have huge differences. Hmm. Um, for this one, um, as I haven't lived in mainland for quite a few years, that's why I talked to a few friends uh, who live in Beijing, Shanghai today, working there as well. Um, so the generic feedback I received is, it is quite an important topic today. Um, maybe also because generally people get married much later today. And so the dating period is getting much more more much longer in general mm-hmm. and um, I think that also another feedback I receive is people do feel lonely uh, especially if you're a single in for example Beijing Shanghai the super crowded um, city and also the very fast pace if you're single it is very often that you feel lonely but you don't have much time to seriously like date it's more like a fast food one of my friends described it to me mm-hmm. and the reason why they describe such things also because online dating is now also quite a thing in China um, I guess we all experience kind of similar thing if you're too distracted by work and you don't have much time to go out and really get to know someone on the street online dating is an option mm-hmm. um, and online dating makes the whole dating scene kind of like a fast food. You move on quickly because you know there are so many options back there. And, but deep down, they, <laughs> deep down everybody still feels like, yes, there will be the one waiting for me out there, you know? So people are still hoping for it while still treating dating like a fast food. I speak for like our generation, of course. Mm. Okay, and and how, how does, How do people then deal with this, you know, uh, discrepancy between, on the one hand, swiping? I'm assuming that you guys have something similar to Tinder, uh, or yeah, similar. There is this app called Momo, and the other one called Tantan. I think these two are ranked the highest in 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 China today. Okay, so so there's this discrepancy that on the one hand, it's so easy to 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 see people and to find and match uh, and talk to them, but on the other mm-hmm. hand, there's there's no time. Mm. They still want something genuine. So mm. how how do people deal with this uh, discrepancy? Well, I, that's, that's such a difficult question. I wish I know the answer because that would probably solve my personal problem too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess um, it, well, I guess it highly depends on how people use the platform. But in general, like I did some um, background research on this too. I think in... From 2017 to 2019, there is an in, like 38% increasing rate in terms of the uh, dating app downloading. Awesome. So I guess I guess people are generally, I, I don't know whether it's more desperate or more m- open-minded towards the apps. So I guess that's a good sign that people, you know, convert trying online things, trying something new. Mm-hmm. Um, squeezing time to date and try to date genuinely, it's, just it's a challenge that I wish I know how to do that but yeah I can't give you a perfect answer for this 
Yeah. Okay, but it sounds like then they might be working, um, or at least more and more people are using it. But then I guess we don't know about the quality of relationships, whether it's just that everyone's online, but still lonely and single. <laughs> um, okay, you, you mentioned an important topic that I I really want to address some more, which is loneliness. And I think that's something that's um, being talked about a lot, especially about the millennial generation, also in the West. So... Mm-hmm. What does loneliness look like in China? What does loneliness look like in China? Um, well, I guess our, our generation grew up with the single child policy. So compared to uh, most of our Westerner friends, colleagues, you have a lot of siblings. Uh, we don't have that. So it's just each family household, you have only one kid. And all we can play with when we were young are just our cousins. And if you don't have a very big family, so you don't even have many cousins that you can hang out with. So um, loneliness is um, is something that, uh, that that's just getting philosophical. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess we grow up with all the attention that you could get in, in a family. Right, there's no rivalry among siblings. You get all the attention from your parents, your grandparents, which is a great thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I also feel like we generally grow up in a more selfish way, in a more self-centered way of what I want, what I need. And you, most of the time you, you get what you want, what you need as a single kid of the whole family household. And then you throw yourself into the dating market um, the, the similar mentality still carries, right? What I want, what I need. And it's just ironically, everybody else around our age also shares the same mentality. Mm. So um, we, it's all about me, 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 what I want. And uh, there's very, very little um, accommodation or sacrifice that can be made for uh, us, for a we. So I guess, People try, right? You see the statistics. People are using all these dating apps. People are putting in effort into meeting someone despite how busy your your work is. But in the end, maybe the things don't work out because there's not so much accommodation being made. Then that's a, a, a question of, do I want to stay single and like, still have things in my way or should I make a sacrifice and have a relationship that I'm not sure if it's exactly what I want Mm -hmm. right so I think I guess that's why people now feel lonely because you want someone deep down of course right everybody wants someone but then you don't want to go for the extra amount to you know do all the hard work for a relationship I guess that's how we all feel lonely at the moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean not everybody's feeling feeling lonely of course okay so it's kind of challenging to make a compromise and and to to kind of um, be able to fit someone into your busy lives that's how i feel yes yeah something that i keep hearing is that everyone's busy everyone's working is that something that uh, gets in the way of forming uh, loving relationships Uh, are people in China really focused on careers currently? Um, I guess if we compare uh, China, 
in, in, in our contact uh, ladies uh, in, in mainland versus ladies in Japan and the career, I guess uh, in the overall population of Chinese women working is much higher compared to Japan and Korea. Um, if there are as many uh, Japanese women working as Japanese men, the overall GDP of the country will be increasing by 18%. And in general, like China, we don't have such a problem because all the girls are basically working, uh, especially in those urban cities, tier one cities. You have you have a good education, and then naturally you will have a, a like pretty decent job. Um, and because we also we just don't have this uh, housewife concept, it's not a very common thing. Mm. Uh, it's very common that both parties are working and contributing to the household. Um, I guess for for a relationship to work when both parties are really busy, you gotta have a clear priority of okay, the relationship is what I treasure, or maybe I want a marriage out of this relationship. Then yes, then naturally you will put in more effort. Otherwise, um, with this me 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 attitude, it's very easy to drift apart. Yeah, and and something that comes to mind because you you mentioned it uh, quite well, where you said that either you're gonna have to compromise and uh, and work together with someone to have a relationship, but that mm. the other option is not to do that and then have everything you want. So, yeah. for instance, uh, in my my home country Finland, um, we are seeing an exponential growth of people who choose to stay single. Is that mm. something that you can also see in China where people are like, look, you know, I'm actually perfectly happy alone and I have no intention of ever having a relationship? I guess there are more people choose to stay single for the time being. There's no rush into marriage. Um, like statistically speaking, the uh, on average, when people get married, have been increased like more than five years. If we take Shanghai as an example, I think up until 20, 2018, the average uh, age for a guy to get married is about 31, and for a girl is about 29. I think that's almost on par of a lot of European countries already, which is, you know, in 10 years ago, if we look at Chinese statistics, that's like impossible. Right, guys get married before 25 and girls is even like 23, 24. So you do see uh, like a dramatic shift of um, you know people getting married much later. So um, I think the decision of, okay, I will stay single for the rest of my life, that one is still a little bit too extreme. Mm. Um, I, I don't think China on average is as liberal as Finland yet. So there is, uh, expectation from family, from your parents, your grandparents to see you settle down. Because for their generations, that, that that's the common thing to do. So they would just naturally assume this will happen to you too. And there is some pressure from the society too, right? Peer pressure, family pressure uh, of, okay, marriage is something that you should do. Mm-hmm. Whether you have a perfect partner for you to do that right now or not that's uh, one question but if you totally rule out that option people would start to judge you more right so I I don't I have a lot of single friends they're perfectly happy in their early 30s um, or even late 30s 
but there's there's still I I think generally a thin layer of hope that okay maybe one day I'll meet someone. They don't rule out that option. They 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 didn't say it out loud like hey I would just not never get married. Mm, okay, mm. so there there is that element of of society and uh, and family that's still yes, being for sure. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I think this is a great introduction to to the next concept, which I'm not sure all of our listeners are familiar with. But there is this kind of um, saying in China, in China, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but that if you're not married by a certain age, especially if you're a woman, you're you're considered as a, a leftover. I think the the Chinese expression is uh, sheng nu. <laughs> is- sheng nu. Sheng you, sheng you, sheng you. Yeah, sheng means leftover. You means girls. So it's basically saying leftover girls. Okay. Can you open up、mm. a little bit more about about this specific、um, saying and whether it's still alive in society?、Um, I think sheng you technically means. I'm not sure about the exact age, but I think twenty seven. So if you're a girl and the moment you pass. The age of twenty-seven, and if you're still single, not married, then people basically call you a leftover, because I think traditionally society,、um, we have a Chinese saying called、uh, "nan da dang hun, nu da dang jia." That means like both guys and girls, when you reach a certain stage, you should consider marriage. That like that's something naturally to do, and for girls, traditionally speaking, again. Twenty-seven is a pretty late stage、um, for a girl not to get married. That's why, yeah, this、uh, leftover term、uh, is generated. But I think it 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 first appeared in probably twenty two thousand six or two thousand seven, and、uh, yeah, okay, it, it was pretty long、so、time late, ago.、Actually. Uh, late, <laughs> yeah, like the the yeah. expression two thousand six. It seems like very modern times to be starting. Such a trend, you know,、uh, leftovers. Yes. yes, and it's actually quite horrible. <laughs> it's、mm. kind of like objectifying women a little bit, like、uh, it's like a, you know、uh, an object. Yeah. So there are quite a lot of con- controversial debates within mainland as well.、Um, so there are a lot of critics. You know, you shouldn't call a woman a leftover. Um, I think, generally speaking, the term is not anymore live.、Um, we nobody use it anymore.、Um, but yeah, you, 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 yeah, I guess that's just a very famous term now. But I don't think it's only a Chinese thing, right? I think、uh, in Korea, in Japan, we also have、um, similar terms. I think Korea they call it gold means, and in Japan they call it Christmas cake. <laughs> that's that's even worse.、Um, but yeah, I think yeah, generally we all have such terms. I think in some of the European countries, there's also an equivalent term. Oh, absolutely! I think there's still、uh, a lot going around the whole objectifying of women, of、uh, of saying that you know we have a, a best before date. And when once that date <laughs>、yeah. is passed, then you know our value in yeah exactly. There's some sort of expiration concept. Again, it's thanks to the feminist movements and so forth. It's it's very、mm. taboo to be mentioning this, but、um, it's one thing not to have an expression or to have an expression, and the other one is what you feel deep inside. So、mm. uh, I think 
if I can go a little bit more personal with you, um, since you know you said that you're you're almost 29, um, mm. is this something that you ever feel pressure about? The fact that you're not married yet uh, at your age? Mm. I think generally no. For for my personal uh, experience, I think um, I come from a quite an open-minded family, and I, I, I left my parents when I was fourteen and moved abroad by myself. So they're very open-minded people, and they don't they don't really pressurize me too much. They just say, okay we just want you to be happy and you should find someone who you're happy with. I do feel like more pressure from my dad. He's like, he's getting a little bit emotional these days, getting old. He's like, oh, you're all by yourself overseas. You know, like he wants to see grandchildren, of course. But Mm -hmm. yeah, but in general, my family is pretty cool about it. but I, when I talk to my other friends, for sure, uh, especially they still live um, in the same city as their parents when they see each other from time to time. Um, it's not like me seeing my parents, there will always be some honeymoon because you don't see them very often, right? So when you see your parents on a weekly basis, that's almost like, a, you know, lunch topic, dinner topic, dessert topic, you would never escape that, right? They would always bring it up. Um, especially during Chinese New Year, it's almost like a nightmare for some of my friends. They don't want to go back to their hometown precisely for this reason. And there are also some crazy stories, like people would even rent like a temporary boyfriend, girlfriend to go back uh, for a family union during Chinese New Year, because that's precisely the period where everybody will question you, (laughs) pressurizing Mm -hmm. you. Um, it's a little bit dramatic, but it's really happening these days. Yeah. These um, holidays, yes. right? <laughs> yes, and everybody's not just your parents, all your relatives will 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 ask you about it, right? They don't ask you about your career because you know there's nothing much they could contribute there. But yeah, who you are dating, that's definitely a juicy gossip that they want to know. And whether you will get married, you know, things like this. It's just yeah, it's just everybody wants to have a say in people's relationship. So yes, definitely there is pressure. Um, but I guess there are a lot of pressure when like your peer starts to get married in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but once, <laughs> but it's also funny once you reach a certain stage, right? So for, for girls, like I do have a girlfriend of my between the age of um, 28 to 23, 24. She's very, very worried. And because all her other friends are getting married and whenever she attends a wedding, the pressure just increases a little bit more. Um, it's not just the overall society pressure. She's also stressed out a little bit. Like, okay, I, I, maybe I will just die alone. You know, maybe I will never meet a one. Uh, but once she turned, I think 34 or 35, she's like totally relaxed now. <laughs> like she's happy with her career she's very chill like you know people when you stay single for quite a while people start to get divorced the divorce rate in china is also pretty high so, yeah <laughs> yeah that's just ironic right people rush in and some rush out as well um so once you reach a certain age mark then people also start to chill more mm-hmm. but it does seem like there's 
there's quite a lot of pressure on your generation in particular, because on the one hand, uh, you guys, you know, like you said, you're well-educated, you have careers, you have independence. Um, and then uh, on the other hand, there's still this whole collectivistic mindset, you know, where mm. family plays an important role, family's expectations yeah. are, are, are present. And, uh, mm-hmm. and you mentioned something about children. Uh, so mm. <laughs> is this also something that people are still expected to, to go for, that you know, uh, being childless is, uh, how is that seen in China? Uh, I think being child, childless is more, is more serious than not being married. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I think there's another traditional saying like, uh, you know, uh, that means um, you're not being good to your parents and the, the number one worst thing to do is not to have a kid. It's a very strong statement and it is also one of the like old time sayings which is still very valid today um, because I think as mentioned we are all single child right if the decision of not having a, a kid will just basically rule out the the, the right for your parents to become a grandparent, mm. right? It's not like we have another sibling that we can count on or, you know, you, okay, you, you will still have, you will still become grandparents because uh, my brother or my sister will have a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're the only hope of the family. If we decide not to, um, that's basically means, yeah, that's it. So the pressure is definitely very very high if you decide not to have a kid um i i do know that one of my um good friend who is a lesbian and she very bravely came out with her parents they are not in a tier one city so they are coming from a city where you don't hear much about lesbian about lgbtq about their rights Yeah. Right, it's a small town where everybody knows each other, and once you know, like you, you have a lesbian daughter, that's a big, like ugly news that you don't want anyone to know, mm. and that their parents are also her parents are also very extreme. They're like, fine, you can be lesbian. It took very long for the parents to to recognize, okay, to acknowledge, okay, fine, you are a real lesbian because they don't even believe the concept fundamentally. Okay. You think uh, you're just young. You don't know what you want. You think this is a cool thing to do, but actually, it took all of her courage to ke- come out in the first place. Yeah. Um, but long story short, when the, fa- the the family finally realized, okay, she's a lesbian. She only likes girls. They were like, fine. Then you can just, you know, maybe use someone's sperm and give give us a grandkid. Then you can do whatever you want for your life. Okay. So they, so it's very extreme. They don't care whether their daughter is happy or not, and mm-hmm. they don't care whether the child born has a mom or like a a, a family or not. They were like, oh, "Give us a kid, then you can do whatever you want, and we will raise this our grandkid." Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that that's that's how extreme people can be with kids. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's almost like, you know, the way you framed it, I found was very interesting where you said that grandparents have the right to a grandchild because I, uh, you know, I, I completely understand that if you've, if you've gone through the process of having a child and raising them up, I've, I've understood mm. that the grandchildren are really like the more fun kids to have, you know, you get to, yeah. to have more of the pleasure and less of the pain. Uh, mm. So it's, 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 it's an empathetic statement in the sense that you are considering someone else, but so for someone who's um, been raised up by quite a Western way of looking at it, you know, reproduction has been sold to me as something that's very um, individualistic, you know, it's your choice and nobody else's business. Whereas now I'm, I'm almost hearing like in China, it's everybody's business, whether that child is yes. coming. <laughs> yes, for sure. There is some uh, level of obligation and responsibility towards your parents right um yeah if i choose not to have a kid that means i will remove the right of my parents to become grandparents and whether that's a fair decision to them that's something for us to consider too yeah yeah like i said there's no other sibling would help out here (laughs) yeah exactly and Mm -hmm. and I, i don't think i've ever realized the impact of the one child policy you know, the impact mm. that it has had on your subcultures of, of dating, of courting, of, uh, of love, of forming families, you know, it's, it's, it's true that again, the pressure is mounting. So for sure, given that there's all this pressure and sounds like you guys are working around the clock on top of all of that, uh, <laughs> what do people do to blow off steam? Like, how do they, how do they have fun? You mean sex? <laughs> 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 uh, can we be a little bit more um, um, specific? What, what, what exactly? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, since you since you brought up the topic of sex, let's go there. Mm. I'm happy. I'm ready to go there. Um, mm. Let's talk about casual sexual relationships. Uh, is that mm. something that you know is growing in popularity since people are marrying uh, later and later? I know that in traditional Western cultures, you know, there's this whole expectation, especially if it's a very religious um, country that, you know, you should be a virgin mm-hmm. um, when you get married. It's, it's dying out. But I, I know people in my personal life who still believe in, in, in the, these things. So um, how is it in China? Is, is casual sex something that's practiced and uh, supported? Um, I think generally speaking, well, you know, my personal experience, so I probably should, I'm not the best representative. <laughs> um, but I think generally speaking, um, it is much more traditional. Uh, people still believe in, um, okay, no sex before marriage, but that's not really for, that's not really for religious purpose. Um, it's more of a traditional view that you know women should be virgin and you'd be really married to their husband okay. um you can't be uh like caught slut slash whore you know like just sleeping around that's not what traditionally uh chinese people value mm. um and also really in- interestingly we i i can't really answer this question very well because people generally don't talk openly about sex yet 
Okay. Even even if a very well educated um lady, you have a like very decent job living in Beijing, Shanghai. Sex is not something that people just openly talk about. Maybe like when girls getting drunk, you know, having their girls' night out. Yes,、yeah. that probably can be a topic. But now, like for example, we can openly talk about okay,、uh, whether the sex is good, whether I get what I want. You know, it's not something that um, um, people would,、uh, you know, people wouldn't chit chat about this. Okay.、Um, So, because I think culturally,、uh, Chinese we are just generally more conservative people. We don't openly express our love, affection, like "oh, I love you," you know, like a kiss, hug. Those things are off the table <laughs> for us. Well, well, well. Like these days, of course, people kiss, people hug, but generally, yeah, you you know, there's a very famous poem、uh, that's saying. Um, that means、um, oh, the moon is very pretty tonight, and that's how we say like "I love you." You know, that's how like we are really not just、uh, upfront, straightforward people, and sex is still not a topic that will openly discussed among、uh, people in public.、Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of casual fun, casual sex, yes, with that online dating app. It is becoming much more accessible, and、yeah. it is also a personal choice of whether you want to abandon the whole traditional view of you know women should be virgin until they get married. I guess、um, with the social media influence and all those equality、um, discussion, women are also asking more question of okay, if why why should I be a virgin until I get married? You know, guys can just do whatever they want. Because you, there's no way you can check whether this guy is a virgin or not. Then why can't women do the same? I think a lot of、uh, questions have been asked around that area, and that's why there are more younger generations who abandon and go against this、uh, traditional concept. And but I do like 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 you said. I also have my personal friends、uh, sharing very similar background as me, and、mm-hmm. still fundamentally believe. You you shouldn't have sex with any other people other than your husband. They、yeah. really save it until they get married. And sometimes I was like, I, I can't really relate to that. But I guess that's really a personal choice. Even you come from similar education or working background, you can still have very different choice.、Um, yeah. But I think one thing which is quite disappointing is the sex education. Um, yeah, I was gonna get to that because I mean, how do you know about anything if it's never spoken about? You don't. <laughs> I, I remember the. I remember. I think my parents never really talked to me openly about any of this.、Um, the first time I know about you know sex reproduction is from my biology course in secondary school in mainland, and it's. A very brief chapter, <laughs> and that's it. There is no、um, awareness regarding, you know. Okay, I can give you an example of when I moved to Singapore, also for secondary school. Like I, I, I attended the girls' school. We do have regular sex education classes where you have all the girls gathered together in the theater hall,、mm-hmm. and 
we will watch videos and they will teach girls how to wear a condom, you know, like at the age of 13, 14. Um, yeah. But you, you never had any of those in China. Um, you only learn the reproduction system and that's about it. You don't really, at least when I grow up, you, there's no one telling you, okay, how as a young kid, boy or girl, protect yourself, right? You shouldn't let anyone touch you. you. You should talk to your parents when some stranger touch you, for example. But in general, I think there is a good trend. The awareness has been increased. And you do see a lot of reality shows today in um, China, in mainland, mm -hmm. that people and celebrity figures, they talk openly about their own experiences, try to raise people's awareness. So I think there's definitely a good sign, but there's still a lot of room to improve. The social media with the help, you can also see there are a lot of cases recently, right? Um, that you can't just molest a kid and go silent. Yeah. So social media also helped a lot to increase everybody's awareness. And I think when we become parents, our generation of course, sex education would be an important topic to teach our kids for their self-protection, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, um, from my own experience, when I grow up, this is definitely lacking. Okay. Yeah. It, it sounds like it was kind of like a <laughs> go out into the world and figure it out on your own, but you don't, you can't even talk yeah. to your friends about it. So, I mean, there's, there's a whole lack of formalized sex ed, which I think is, is something that a lot of countries in the world still don't have for, for various mm -hmm. reasons. But then there's the whole concept of, you know, um, taboo topics and not being allowed to to share and to question and to wonder and um mm. so you mentioned that even now with your friends or your generation of friends it's not really common for you guys to to have these conversations uh what about in a more private setting so let's say between two people who are lovers um can you talk with the person you're having sex with about how good or bad the sex is yeah exactly <laughs> about what you want like, i like this i don't like that that hurts you know uh... <laughs> mm. well i i i would say generally no um but but you know me personally so yeah, I, I have yeah. been pretty vocal about this but i do know uh, quite a lot of my girlfriends, they don't really openly talk about this with their partner even. Mm -hmm. um, I think people have different sex drives and uh, sex is something that, um, I don't know, I guess, I guess you, don't, you need the overall environment to feel safe and to talk about this openly. Um, mm -hmm. I think sex between even two parties is still a power dynamic. Um, I guess it highly depends on how the couple works out, but I would say generally no. Um, girls don't talk about, for example, fantasies, for example, preference. Mm. Can we try something new? No, no. You, you, I think this is something really you need to um, figure environment as an influence to inspire you of, okay, what do I want? What do I not want? Yeah. And we're talking about a country where the authorities still remove the nudity scene from movies, mm -hmm. right? 
So really, I think the, the, the general environment makes it very difficult for people to even realize, okay, what do I want, right? Am I happy out of this sex? Yeah. Or what, how, how a good sex is supposed to be to begin with? Exactly. It's, a, it's kind of like um, a country of the blind, right? Uh, everyone's yeah. censored on every single mm. level of society from, you know, the government to parents to peers uh, to even your sexual partner. Yet everyone's expected to deliver a child, which da -da -da, comes through sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess. If you, if you for, for, for a lot of people uh, throughout the life, you only have one partner, right? Um, and if there's only one way of doing it between two of them, how do you even know how good the sex could be, right? Um, yeah, I guess the lack of uh, options. Okay, that sounds really bad. <laughs> well, lack of experience, I would say, and lack of the bigger environment, the education. Um, doesn't help mm -hmm. yeah and then then you start thinking about the practical implications of for instance expecting women to be virgins when they marry and then to stay loyal mm. to that person that they marry for the rest of their life well if they don't mm. have the knowledge they can accept and tolerate terrible sex yes uh, because mm. they they don't know that an alternative exists exactly yeah so i think that can also be you mentioned power uh power structures i think that could be seen almost like as a as a way of uh, structuring it but yeah it's not all bad right uh, people are on the apps they they are opening up if you have celebrities talking about this i think that has a huge impact on on how people are are feeling so so i'm 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 quite excited about how far you know as a country or at least as urban cities have come even during your lifetime you've only lived for uh, almost uh, three decades and it seems like it's changed quite a bit yeah <laughs> yeah so. things are changing pretty quickly and uh, it, it, i think thanks to social media for sure mm -hmm. um, and also for our, i think a lot of things also uh, fundamentally takes generations to change like i said previously when our generation becomes parents, things will be much more modern, much more so-called westernized um, in a way, right? Because a lot of media that you're exposed to that you know what is happening in other places, in other countries, how other people do this. Um, and I, I hope, I hope like uh, things will slowly get better and girls really just enjoy yourselves. <laughs> And um, fundamentally, sex education is the, is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But maybe if we can also twist it, because I feel like very often when I read or listen to these kind of podcasts, you know, where a Westerner uh, wants to know about an Asian uh, culture, it's, it's almost mm. like always being considered from the Western viewpoint, which is seen as the, mm. the better one, which mm. I'm not necessarily uh, of the opinion. So, so I want to switch the narrative here and, um, and say, that, okay, is there something that you guys are doing better than the West in terms of these topics of love, dating, sex, uh, relationships, you name it? Uh, because you've, you've had a quite an interesting life where you've been brought up in China, but you're also really exposed to Western mm -hmm. mindsets. 
Maybe I would probably answer that question. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's like a better or worse. It's just a very different way of how things work. Yeah. Right. There, like for example, in in China, majority of the households, you you, you expect guys to be the bread earner, um, of the and to take care of everything, right? And then guys would probably just submit their salary every month to to the wife,、mm-hmm. and the wife will be the financial decision maker. And、uh, give the 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 husband some pocket money, right? I wouldn't say this is necessarily better or worse, but it's general. It in a way give、uh, women a lot of control, right?、Yeah. When、power. we talk about yeah equality, right? It's the it's a, a power thing, and that's that's very common in northern parts of China where、uh, guys. Submit their salaries, and the、uh, the ladies will make the financial decisions. While in South, it is also very common that、uh, women will be very very well taken care of, protected, kind of like princess role,、mm-hmm. um, because you know they naturally yes you go through the、um, labor and you go through the struggle of you know getting pregnant blah blah, blah. so. Yeah, guys are very, very sweet, and guys are very considerate.、Um, so it's, you know, we, we always there's also stereotypical、um, thing about Shanghai guys. <laughs> the Shanghai guys said there there used to be a joke like, oh,、um, yeah, there is like a iPhone twelve coming out, and the people will、um, say, oh, are you going to buy? He said, "No, I will buy for my wife, so I can finally use her iPhone Eleven." You know, <laughs> like this kind of cute jokes. But yeah, like for example, Shanghai guys are very, very famous for like how well they treat their ladies.、Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say that this is necessarily a better or or like a more superior way of how marriage should work. But I guess it's just fundamentally very different from.、Um, The Western culture of marriage, you know, equality is is very different.